Last time on Universe RJ. I I am too. I'm hoping that that's that's Jake Gyllenhaal's home world. Oh, what if he killed Toby? It's not though. It's not. Unfortunately. Unless 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 he is Spider-Man UK. You never know, baby. You never know. Just imagine Toby Maguire comes out in a British accent. Chip, chip, cheerio, and starts dancing in the black suit. Oh, God. Greetings, humans. You are now listening to the universe according to Rex and Jonas. Humans, and welcome to the universe according to Rex and Jonas. I am the sturdiest person on this universe, the brown Jonas. I'm the most mysterious motherfucker in this universe. I am the black Rex or Brian. Uh, it, it all depends should on we, what you want to call we, me. Should we change our name to uh, universe according to Brian and Jonas? But then we have to change everything. <laughs> so That's true. we uh, should have we should have started up as Brian. Yeah, but it's you know it's whatever. It ain't no big deal. Yeah, I don't give mostly, a shit. You're mostly known as Rex, anyways. True. People are like, oh, that's Rex. Oh yeah, it's me. I'm yeah. Oh, that's um, sexy Rexy. Is that that's what I hear the ladies say? Oh, no, you never heard that. You never in your fucking it, life heard that. Hear it all the time. I'm gonna have to call bullshit on this one, Jonas. I'm just gonna be real with you. Okay, if, ladies that are listening to this podcast, and no. I know that. No. <laughs> I know no. there's a lot of you out there. No. How there's many of you call Rex? Sexy Rexy. There's maybe half a lady who listens to this <laughs> podcast. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the day, really. Who knows? <laughs> um, All right. But you said you wanted to talk about some things? Yeah. I'm going to have to ask you a question. Pre. Right. Pre Far From Home. Okay. Ranking from best to worst Spider-Man go now. All Spider-Man movies? All Spider-Man. No, mm, no Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is in a category of its own. Damn it. Okay. So no Spider-Verse, because that's automatically number one in both of our lists. So, like. Yeah. So best to worst. Best to worst. Live Uh, action. Live action. Um, I'm still going to put, I love Sam Raimi so much, so I'm still going to put him, Spider-Man 2, as my best. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to put this second. I'm going to put far from home. Second homecoming. Third. No, 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 far from home. Pre far from home. Cause we haven't oh, talked about okay. it. So homecoming. Okay. Okay. Homecoming. Then Spider-Man one. Mm. Amazing Spider-Man one. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man one. 
Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm, I feel like our lists are vaguely similar. Because I would yeah, put what's... Spider-Man 2, then I would put Homecoming, uh-huh. then I would put... Honestly, I would put Amazing Spider-Man over Spider-Man 1. Really? Okay. And then I would put Spider-Man 3, <laughs> and then I would put Amazing Spider-Man 2, because that movie's yeah. awful. It is. Um, Jamie, I feel so bad for Jamie Foxx. <laughs> he got he got shibbed on that shit. Like he, his introduction, him and Paul Giamatti, they were both in that movie. Yeah, both as villains. Paul Giamatti was fucking Rhino. Yeah, it was. And, I um, so uh, I will say this uh, about Amazing Spider-Man two. My first job in New York. Uh, me and my friend Nas walk in and. <laughs> Uh, the, the guys that were working there, they go, they're like, Hey, I know you guys are nervous. This is your first job, your first real job in the industry, but there's nothing to really worry about. And they pulled up amazing Spider-Man two, the scene where he's in times square. There's some really bad VFX on that stairway scene. <laughs> like you could tell they were just placed in there because they're literally just walking like nonchalantly on the stairs. God. That's how you... You, I can always tell a movie's bad because, like, like if I've never seen it before and I'm watching it for the first time and I and I check the fuck out and I start doing other, I fell asleep during the Amazing Spider-Man too. I had to wake up for remember where I was when I fell asleep, go back <laughs> to that spot, oh, watch okay. it again, and I almost fell asleep a second time. That movie's really shitty. Um, but the reason that we bring this up. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, wait, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I thought you fell asleep in the theater and then you no. did, had to remember where you were. <laughs> You're like, where I the illegally, fuck am I? I illegally downloaded that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. Fuck Sony. Um, But the reason we bring this up is because uh, um, a, 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 a Spider-Man movie came out like, yes, today, today. technically. And well, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll be a week ago. Yeah. So, a new Spider-Man movie's out, and we're we're about to, we're about to talk about this motherfucker, guys. So, uh, guys, get ready. It's time for a spoiler verse. I wish we had a theme song for we it. We need a theme song for it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I want a but, theme song um, for each of our different types of episodes. One for the cool spoiler verse, and then. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if I can come up with something. I don't know. Um, but um, I'm no no promises. But you already answered this question. You said that you would put Far From Home as number two now. Yeah. To that. okay, interesting. I'd make Not, it number one. Yeah, I mean, it's such. It's a good movie, but I love Sam Raim, Sam Raimi so much. Like his directing style, and that movie is good as a post-established character movie. The way I look at it is, as uh, for the story overall, mm-hmm. what has had the most impact on the character of Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And as much as I like Spider-Man too, because Doc Ock is an amazing villain in that movie, mm-hmm. the the ramifications of it are minuscule. Yeah, compared to this one. Compared to this one and the where it goes, 
and the effects of this movie that ha- that the, the character development of yeah. this movie. And I wasn't sure about how I felt about it and, until it, until until the post credit scene. Yeah. But we're gonna get into it. <clears throat> we're Mid into credits it right or post post credits? Both. Both. Okay. One uh, more than the other, but both. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah, guys, get ready, because we're spoiling this universe right here. Let's so jump by, into it. Like I said, by the time this comes out, the movie had been out for a week. So hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've seen it already. But if yeah. you haven't, this is your chance to get the fuck out of here and come back yeah. when you've seen it, and then you can listen to it and enjoy the podcast. Exactly. But for now, leave, fucker. <laughs> get out. Okay. To be fair, like with this kind of movie, with like Marvel movies and like really big name movies, I give them like a month at most to watch the movie because it's a very popular movie. You have you have enough time to watch it. You get plenty of time. Like people are. We're nice enough. We're nice about it in that we're going to not say nothing for a month. Motherfuckers yeah, on, is already on our talking social about media. this movie. Yeah. Like on social media, I always say I've seen the movie. Yeah. But this, you have the option of stopping. Watch the movie, then come back. Yeah, pause uh, the bitch. Press the pause button. Okay. Heart. Anyways, Rex, where do you want to start off? Do you want to start off from the very beginning? We're just going to start off from the beginning, baby. Let's do it from the very beginning, baby. Actually, I was kind of surprised the way that they started this off because it wasn't with a Marvel logo right away. It wasn't. It, it was, wasn't. Uh, it was, um, we get to a place in Mexico that has been destroyed and Mar- Maria Hill and Nick Fury hop out of a car and Maria Hill is just like why are we here it's just a regular descri- destruction and Nick Fury basically just says well uh they said they saw a face and it's weird that Maria Hill doesn't like believe like he- she's not like skeptical mm. if you think about it it's weird that Fury isn't skeptical either yeah and it's but he's like he's like I, I still got to check it out, and yeah. so he does, and then he and then uh, Mysterio flies out of nowhere, and a monster comes from out of the ground, and Mysterio destroys him. Yeah, he he does his line. He's like, "You don't want any part of this." And does smoke power? I don't know yeah. what this. I don't know what his power was supposed to be. He's just so. Green smoky people. Basically. We're going to spoil this right now. He is the bad guy. Mysterio (laughs) is the bad guy. But honestly, is that really a spoiler? Like, Well, when we were were talking about this movie, you were like, I don't know if he'd be a bad guy because we thought the scrolls were the bad guys. Hey, I was just going with the wave, man. I was like, well, Marvel swerved us before. They could yeah. swerve us now. We don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I already knew that he was full of shit. And I'll tell you, know what? I'm going to just skip around this fucking movie. I'll tell you the exact yeah. moment I knew he was full of fucking shit when they first, when Peter first meets him. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm from Earth, whatever the fuck. Your Earth is 616. I said, you're full of goddamn shit. Their mm-hmm. Earth is not 616 you lying sack of fucking shit and that's when i was like he's lying through his goddamn teeth he is not to be trusted and what universe do you know what universe this is 
it's like one nine 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 nine. There's a bunch of nines in the motherfucker. There's a whole bunch of them. Uh, I'm trying. I can look it up right now. But as soon as he said that, I was like, no, it's not. I audibly said it in the theater, and the two like there was five people around me. I didn't know uh-huh. any of them. But as soon as uh-huh. he said, "Yeah, you're, this is Universe Six One Six," I said, "No, the fuck, it's not." And the people around me were like, "It's not," and I was like, "No, he's full of shit." And we kept looking at the movie, and they were like, "Oh man, I knew we shouldn't have trusted his. Uh, he ain't he's but, shady, bro." Yeah, but at the same time, I was upset that I actually liked him as a this good guy because he kind of like. He played it off so well. He lulls you into a false sense of security because he's putting on, oddly enough, he's putting on this pseudo Tony Stark impression. Yeah. Throughout the movie. And you come to find out why that's happening later on. Mm-hmm. But um, let's just go back to the beginning. We start off with uh, a cold open. They go to Mexico. Then we get... And I- I can't sing anymore for copyright reasons, so I'm gonna stop. But you know where I mean. they give they have a fucking montage. Like a, a montage. With, with Getty images in it. Getty images, borderline PowerPoint movie maker level of montage for the fallen heroes of Infinity War and Endgame. And it starts yeah. off with Tony, then it moves to uh it moves to Cap. Mm-hmm. Which I remember, oh yeah, they don't know that he's alive, but m- yeah. maybe he died between now and then. We don't know. He could have died all yeah. day. No. Well, um, they, well, someone could have been like, someone could have released all that information out. No, I don't know. That'd be yeah. weird. Just like, oh, by the way, Cap is old now. I don't think, yeah, because they didn't have a picture of old Cap. They had, wait, did they have your old Cap or was it young Cap? No, it was young Cap. Yeah, it was Young Cap. So they might not know that he's old. They might just think that he's dead. So they were like, okay, Iron Man's dead. Cap's dead. Black Widow's dead. Then they had Vision. Um, and then I started and to realize... Uh, wait, who else did they have? Just Iron Man again. Yeah, it was Tony again. And I was like, they don't know all of the people who died between here and then. They don't. Well, of course they wouldn't know about Gamora. Of course. Yeah. They don't know about Loki. Loki's dead too, so it doesn't matter. All They only care about the heroes. And we find out that it's the morning announcements for Midtown High. Mm-hmm. And they 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 find they get into it. They start to talk about the thing. And they call, they call it, the, they call it the, blip. the blip. That's the blip. so that was so weird. I thought th- I thought them at school were the only ones calling it that, but it's a worldwide thing. Everyone okay. calls it the blip. Yeah. And I was I'm glad that they took the time out to explain what the fuck was going to happen with everybody and not even just explain it, fucking show it. Because I thought that was kind of hilarious. They were like, well, everybody who disappeared were gone for five years and the people who were here grew the fuck up. And it's weird because my little brother, he's older than me now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There, there was a great moment where they brought everyone back and there, a ball just hits one of the kids in the face. And I was like, that's amazing. That's great. I like that. Well, the, when the band was practicing yeah. and then they disappear and they come back in the middle of a basketball game. Yeah, that was so good. 
I was like, this is this is good. This is starting off strong. I like it. And yeah. then after that, uh, we, after the news with Betty Brandt and the gentleman whose name I can't remember, um, we catch up with Peter. Peter mm-hmm. and the gang. Going like, on. Is it isn't it great that all of his friends are got blipped out? All of his friends mysteriously got blipped out. They're all the same age, but yeah. they do have one character who's introduced who was a kid when they got blipped out and is now their age. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is his name Brad? Brad, Brad, that was his name. And he Brad. is a straight up hunk. This guy Hunky is handsome. Fucker. He's handsome as fuck. We he looks his like. Name. What does he look like? He looks like um, who's that guy? Charles Melton, but younger and more Charles Asian. Charles Melton. Charles Melton. The one that, picture. yeah, you'll you'll know who he is. Um, yeah. uh, but he is a he is, guys. Honestly, if I was in high school and he was around, I'd be like, let me see that shirt off, brother. Um, but yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Rip off Charles Melton, yeah, yeah, I get him, yeah. Target, Target, Charles Melton. Mm, he'd be, he'd be Walmart. Charles Melton would be the Target. Yeah. No, Charles Melton's like Gucci. Gucci? Would you give him Gucci? I would give him more of a. Um, I would give Ab- him like. I would give know, him like, Abercrombie. Maybe. Okay, I mean, there we go. As long as it's like one of those name brand stores, apart from where you know Target has other has multiple clothing wear. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are introduced to Brad, who is the one that they show as one of the main as one of the main people that grew up mm-hmm. uh, five years later. Um, and one of my favorite ones was uh, one of my favorite parts was Martin Starr. Martin Starr was killing it in this movie a little bit. Who? I feel like the teacher. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. He was like uh, there was one part where he goes. He's in the airplane with, sitting next to Peter. He goes, my wife pretended to be blipped, just ran away. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. I was that's like, oh, good. shit. Like, uh, the, the ramifications of the blip are hilarious in this movie. Oh, God. Yeah. But we are established in this movie in the beginning. We uh, established that Peter is in love with MJ. Oh, yeah. he's not, uh, he, he likes her. He doesn't know if he's in love yet. He li- but not he, li- yeah, likes her. He totally digs her though, and uh, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get close to her. He's trying to, and he's gonna use his European vacation as a means of doing that. But before he does that, he's trying to deal with the effects of being more in the public eye mm-hmm. and the pressure that comes with that because everybody has heaped this responsibility on his shoulders of uh, being the next Iron Man. Like, yeah, and it's That's a, a reoccurring, which theme. is a lot. Yeah, it's this a, is a lot. Oh, fucking lot. And it leads to a, le- a line that I liked later in the movie, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, um, what I hated about that is, like, people just keep bringing it up, and they, they, should, they should realize, like, this person lost a friend. Like, why are we bombarding him? I understand he's a hero, but... Like, and they don't understand that it's not even just a friend. He lost a father figure. Yeah. Well, like, they don't know that They don't. As well. yeah. They don't. But, like, he's dealing with a lot of shit recurring uh, from the loss of Tony. And now everyone's like, well, he's gone. You're, you're the new Tony, right? You're, yeah. You're him? You're the guy? And I can't wait to see other movies where we get to see the ramifications of the blip. Because you, cause in this one, we see that Aunt May is, is helping a homeless shelter. Because yeah. 
all these people lost their homes during the blip. She, she like her and Peter also lost their home. Um, and we also get to see, um, happy and, and, uh, aunt may happy and aunt may's situation ship. Yes. I did like when she mentioned how she blipped out and blipped back in and how there was a whole new family there. Yeah. And they thought that she was a ghost or some shit. And she was like, no. Or a, uh, or a, um, what's it called? Um, a mistress. A mistress, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That was good. That was good. But Peter is, um, he's at a charity event for the homeless, uh, people who were left homeless by the blip. And he goes out to answer a few questions and the the pressure gets to him and he has to break out early because he just can't do it. Uh, but prior to this, him and Happy have a little bit of a conversation because Peter's like, what the fuck is going on with you and my aunt, dude? And <laughs> he gets a call from one Nick Fury mm-hmm. that he sends to voicemail. Mm-mm. And you know you don't do that, Nick Fury. You don't, you don't go. Now. You do not ghost Nick Fury. When uh, Happy says that, I feel like he's just an old man trying to seem young. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did Happy? No, Happy didn't. Did Happy get blipped? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think they, him and Aunt May, were coping with one another. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he got blipped. Um, but yeah, he's definitely. Hey, uh, hey, Russo brothers. Hey, can you tweet at us real quick and let us know if uh, Happy got blipped? We really yeah, I know you guys know. listen to this podcast. All right, we know we know you're fucking listening. All right, yeah. we know you're gonna steal my Magneto idea. All right, mm-hmm. let us know if Happy got blipped. Okay, we appreciate it. Fuck faces. Uh, no, I like you guys kind of. Um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, uh, but yeah. You know what I what I really hoped about this movie is that I hoped that one of his friends did not get blipped. Like, what if uh, what's his, what's his best friend's name? Ned. Ned. I, how how good would it have been if Ned didn't get blipped? It would have it would have made me feel better if Ned hadn't got blipped, and they came back and it was just him as he is. He looks the same, but he's bald now. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. That would have been great, but I thought it would have been great, like emotional, like beat wise. Yeah, guys, I missed you so much. What the fuck? Like, imagine just Ned just walking up to Peter and crying, and then Peter also like, Ned, is that you? And he's like this hunk now. (laughs) But I, I I think about it in my head, and I'm like, well, if you look back and you wonder, like, there were a lot, there were some characters from the original um, Homecoming who weren't in this movie. Uh, mostly. Uh, what was? Well, no, she wasn't in it because she moved away. I was thinking yeah. of the love interest who was, uh, Tombs's daughter. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we never know what happened to them. They might have gotten stayed behind and gotten older and moved on with their lives. We don't. We don't fucking yeah. know. Um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. Peter goes off. He's trying to deal with all of the bullshit that he's sur- swirling through his head. And uh, he's just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to pack up for my vacation. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to yeah. get ready to go. And uh, he has a brief, cute little interaction with Aunt May where she's um, trying to get him to figure out his... Uh, they don't refer to it as what we know it as, which is a spider sense. Spider they sense, call it yeah. a, a Peter, Peter tingle. tingle. It's a little bit of a Peter Tingle. 
<laughs> Peter Tingle not working? I'm like, please stop saying. They just made they made a dick joke in the movie. It's a dick joke, but it's funny. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, after after he packs up, he you know there's a big there's a good montage of him going to the airport, um, and trying to get closer to uh, MJ, of course. Yeah. Um, getting cock blocked at every turn by just everything. Everything. the The main one was Ned asked him if he could switch. If he can, like, ask the other girl, what was her name? Uh, Betty. 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 If, if they can um, switch with uh, Peter because he has he's allergic to perf to perfume and mm-hmm. and then Martin Starr, the teacher, is like, "Oh, there's a perfume allergy. Hold up, I got this under control." I don't understand why he switched the way he switched. Because it yeah. would have just been, it would have just been all right if he if Betty had just gone over and switched with Peter like that's a, that's good enough. But Martin Starr's character basically was like, okay, well I'll get up, I'll move to the back. Peter, you come with me. Um, MJ, you go here, and then Ned, you go here. Made no sense. Made no sense. But and then maybe... now there's, oh, there's wait, two wait, seats. No. You know what it was? I know what it what? was. He has an allergy too. Yeah, and he didn't but, want to be any closer to it, so he moved to the back and took Peter with him. Gosh, he was like, "Well, we're both allergic. We both need to be back here. We'll the switch worst. these two up." And I was like, "Oh, come on!" And of course, he puts Brad beside MJ, and then yeah. he puts Ned and Betty together, which produces some interesting fruit for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and it was kind of adorable. Adorable, sudden as fuck, but yeah. adorable. Ador- uh, sudden as fuck, adorable, and also uh, annoying at times. Very. They're 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 really they. So here's the thing. Ned is convincing Peter not to tell MJ how he feels because he's like, we need to be bachelors in Europe. This situation happens where Ned and Betty sit next to each other. Betty starts to see how joyful Ned is. Ned gets scared, accidentally holds Betty's hand during a turbulence. At the end, when they arrive in Europe, they are boyfriend and girlfriend, calling each other babe and whatnot. And they that they are the most annoying type of an uh, of relationship. I liked that they did that because yeah. that's real. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it too. It was nice. It was cute. Um, but yeah, they. Ned and Betty are are dating. They didn't ever really kiss on the lips, I guess. Nope. Throughout the movie. Not um, one time. And I, I love Ned's reaction to it all. He goes, where Peter was like, I thought we were going to be bachelors. And he goes, well, that was a man. That was a boy you met before, Peter. I'm a man now. I was like, did he fuck Betty <laughs> on <laughs> that airplane? Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, Rex. He straight up finger blasted her in this airplane. I was like, what do you mean a man now? Y'all motherfuckers have been on the plane for at least, what, 12 hours together? What are you talking about, a man? Okay, whatever, dude. Whatever. Imagine imagine Ned goes, smell my fingers real quick. (laughs) I would have lost my goddamn mind if that had happened in a Marvel movie. I'd be like, whoa, hold up now. (laughs) Run it back. Whoa, 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 now. Not only is their fingering going on, not only is their fingering going on, but the chubby minority gets to finger a white girl. Hold up, that's badass right there. 
This is truly a fantasy movie, if that was the case. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, yeah. You know what? You know what's really unrealistic about that airplane? There were no TVs for individuals in their chairs. Well, do they have them in coach? Yes, they do. Hmm. They do, in fact, have I haven't been on a plane in a really long time, so I wouldn't know. I travel internationally a lot. Ah, okay. Only the looking. one time I've been on a plane, I went to Chicago, and we damn sure didn't have any airplane like oh yeah things on the how airplane. Far, so how far was that flight? Like four hours, five hours? Yeah, four or five. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that far? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the only time I've ever been on a plane. I need to fly more. Um, but um, <laughs> hey, Texas yeah, is but right like about, Texas everybody, is right here, buddy. hey, 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 you calm that down, buddy. <laughs> You calm it down. Don't get these people, don't get these seven people listening to this podcast excited. Um, um, but we arrive in Europe. We arrive in Europe. Flash is being a dick, and I like this iteration of Flash because he's not a huge jock. He's just a he's, he's a, a bully. He's a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> the worst a, kind of dick. Yeah, he's an Instagrammer actually. Live he's stream an Instagrammer. He's a YouTuber almost. He calls his he he calls his fans the Flash Mob. I'm gonna tell you right there. I I like that. That's fucking <laughs> I, good. That's real like good. That. That's good uh, shit. We're sounding like major Marvel fanboys, but that's like that's funny. That's a that's dad funny. joke for your ass. <laughs> I love it though. Um, I did. There was. A really sad part that they just put in this movie randomly, mm. and it's to show why um, Flash is so mean, is because oh, yeah. at, at the end he gets home, they get home to their families, and Flash goes up to the person that's picking him up, and he goes, oh, hey, uh, I, I forget what it is, hey, Reginald, didn't mother couldn't make it? And Reginald, like, shakes his head no, and he kind of, like, had this really sad look, and it's like, oh, his family doesn't love him enough to pick him up from the airport after this big catastrophe happened in Europe where he was. This child almost dies, and his parents continue to neglect him. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah, they land in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> the people are getting their bags checked. Peter... Gets pulled to the side because, you know, he was trying to enjoy his vacation. His aunt, prior to this, tried to convince him to pack his suit. He was like, I don't need him. I'm going to be in Europe. Screw that. He gets his bag checked by one of the people in uh, Italy. It's Italy. Um, and his fucking suit's in there. Yeah. They don't care about it. <laughs> they just don't like... give a fucking shit. They're like, who the f- we don't fucking care about your kink? Like, what the fuck? It's just... We just don't. We can't have the banana. You can't have the banana. Get that out of here. Keep your little pajamas. I don't care. Little do they know it's an actual weapon. But you know. Mm-hmm. But he brings that suit with him, and he doesn't even. Well, he doesn't use it. Uh, but they're exploring Venice. It's Venice, right? Yeah, Venice. I want to go to Venice just to see if you take a boat from the airport. To your hotel. Yeah, because I was just like, it's a whole city, but most of it's underwater. Yeah. Like, and I was like, that's fucking badass. If you think about it, that's cool. It's cool as shit. Like, didn't a part of Assassin's Creed 2 take place? In yeah. Venice? yeah. Like, I thought, I thought that was cool as fuck. Um, um, but their hotel is run down to shit. Oh, it's yeah. the, it's like a, basically a hostel. 
It's literally flooding. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not even sinking. It's sinking is what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's during this time that they get to Venice when everybody's exploring and seeing what's going on and checking out the nightlife. Well, not like nightlife, but day life of Venice that mm-hmm. uh, they encounter the first elemental mm-hmm. Hydro-Man. Hydro-Man. Um, we also get a nice little shout out of the original Hydro-Man. Um, I forgot what his name is, but uh, Flash looks up information about Hydro-Man and he names the character. And people are like, that's dumb. <laughs> like, it does, like, that's no way that could exist. I like those homages. I'm a big it's- fan of it. I was like, hey, I remember that from the TV show, kind of. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Peter is seeing MJ and Brad hanging out more. He gets kind of, he gets, you know, kind of jealous, but he takes the time to go out and in, start off his plan, which was to get a Black Dahlia uh, necklace for MJ. Because the murder. The murder. Yeah. 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 Um, and I love that that he know he know he likes her so much, and he takes the time to know things about her like that. Mm-hmm. He's, and um, he basically MJ ca- catches him out of nowhere and just like surprise him and come like knows this word bow. I guess means whatever it means whatever mm-hmm. it wanted to mean. Um, and as MJ is checking the water while Peter's there, Peter kind of senses something going on and sees the water levels change. Yeah. Uh, and then Hydro Man appears and Peter has to help uh, Mysterio because Mysterio comes out of nowhere to uh, to destroy Hydro Man. And he has to help uh, Mysterio uh, protect the people by helping these buildings stay up and whatnot. And... Yeah. Uh, Mysterio ends up destroying Hydro Man. I guess he just rips him apart, basically, with his weird green smoke power. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't know. I don't know what you expect. Like, if I if I was watching this and I and I didn't know who Mysterio was, I'd be like, "What's that green smoke? What is that?" Explain it, please. No, yes. <laughs> can't explain it because it's mysterious. It's Mysterio. <laughs> So um, on the on the t- television station, they call him the Man of Mystery, but uh, in Italian, it's because it's pronounced it's translates to Mysterio. Yeah. So and that's, that's why the kids start the calling him. Yeah. And um, Peter, yeah, Peter didn't have his costume. He was running around in a carnival mask the whole time, but he he kind of saved some some people, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he gets contacted at this point. Mm-hmm. By Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and Nick Fury doesn't do it the way he's normally been doing it, which was you know via telephone. He's been calling him. Uh, Nick Fury just shows up in his fucking room mm-hmm. and puts Ned to sleep with a dart to the with neck, a dart to the neck, and fuck out. Good, com- good comedic beat right here is mm-hmm. when uh. Nick Fury is basically trying to tell him what's going on mm. and people keep trying to come into the room and knocking on his door. And basically like Nick Fury is just like, you just see him go like this, really like looking to the side about to point his gun to the door to put it, whoever comes in to sleep again. And I really, I really like that comedic beat. I don't know why. The fact that the teacher walks in 
mm-hmm. does not see Nick Fury, initially confused mm-hmm. the shit out of me until later. Why? Post credit scene number two. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, all the teachers come in. The teacher being played by JB Smooth. I don't remember his name in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't sure about him. Oh, oh up, up, everything's out. Yeah, sorry. We back, boys. All right, we're back. I wasn't sure about him. Uh, but he he did he did the best with what he had, which was uh his whole thing was witchcraft and witches. He yeah. he kept referring to that it's witches. Witches are back. Witches are coming. And I was like, ah, man, this is this like it's, it's okay. I um, mean, the first one was better. The first time he brought it up was better because he goes, as a man of science, witches. That's there. That's good. You don't have to keep bringing it up. I even thought it was funny uh, after a certain point where you see what he's been looking up on his phone and it just says witchcraft. <laughs> but like after a while, I was just like, eh. and I feel like this movie, this is going to be a weird opinion, maybe. I feel like this movie would have been better if instead of him, mm-hmm. it was Hannibal Burris as a coach. Ooh. Why did they have Hannibal <sighs> Burris as the coach? I want, oh my God, I want to so bad. Because Hannibal Burris and Tom Holland have been in a commercial together recently. Yeah. For uh, Final Fantasy XIV, The Shadowbringers. Yeah. The weirdest fucking combination, but like, I was like, I thought I, I thought I was setting that up, but like, nah, no, like, coach. Not that we, about. not that we don't love JB Smooth. He's a great Yeah, we actor. love JB Smooth. Great ca- character actor, but yeah, Hannibal Bears. Hannibal, goddamn. Like, Hannibal needs that jacket, baby. I could see, oh, I'm imagining him delivering the witch's line. Just the like, witch's line makes so much more fucking sense coming from him, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like just, that they originally like, wrote it for him, but like yeah, something happened. Maybe his bit, yeah, scheduling maybe his I, I just imagine him being very nonchalant about saying witches. <laughs> Like as a man of, as a man, as an academic, I don't know. Like witches, maybe. <laughs> Who knows, man? Eyes closed. His be his beady little eyes. <laughs> Glasses on. Eyes half closed. Psh, probably witches or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Peter gets pulled to uh their headquarters in. Venice, which is basically just a, a another building, mm-hmm. um, and an uh, underground building, and this is where he meets uh Quentin Beck, who is Mysterio, um, and he doesn't understand like what the he's like, oh, who's Mysterio, and he's like, oh, that's what they're calling you on TV. Um, so this is where we get Quentin telling us that he's from Earth, whatever the fuck, eight three three, eight three three. And that we're that they're six one six, but Rex has pointed out that bullshit. Bullshit. And it's so easy to say that because how do you know? That's um, like, like being able to steal money in the, in the back in in uh, cowboy days. Like how do you know that this person stole money? You can't. You couldn't really see their face. They covered it with a mask. No proof. No real yeah. proof. You can't find the bills. They were unmarked. We don't know. We don't know if they were marked or not. Who knows? Um, um, yeah, and um, we and just... that's that's actually one of the other things that Beck does talk about near the end. 
so uh but we'll jump into that when we get to the end uh but rex go ahead oh yeah well, uh beck is talking about what the threat is that they're dealing with he he refers to them as the elementals um and how uh they destroyed his world pretty much and um he he talks about how he beat the earth one he beat the water one previously there was a wind one prior Mm-hmm. to them finding him that he beat back on his earth but the main one that they need to worry about is the fire elemental who destroyed his earth and his whole thing is um he can absorb metal makes him bigger and after a while he becomes too big mm-hmm. and he can get in contact with the earth's core and pretty much destroy the planet yeah so it's a dire fucking situation yeah. and for whatever reason Nick Fury is heaping the responsibility to deal with it on the shoulders of a 15, 16 year old. Yeah. Um, Peter's like, dude, I'm literally a kid. I just want to enjoy my vacation. And they're like, well, all right, fine. Enjoy your vacation. Go on it. We're not going to stop you. Yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. And Peter Uh, fucking leaves. He goes, because we're going to Paris. And then your thing's in Prague. I can't go to Prague. I got to go to Paris because there's a girl I like that I want to tell her I love her or like like her. I keep Mm. saying love because I'm so lonely. (laughs) Um, It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Um, But basically, um, they said, fine, you can go home. He goes home. They wake up the next morning. Ned is actually kind of excited uh, about being tranquilized by Nick Fury. Um, Thought it was lit. I thought it was late. And then uh, Martin Stark comes out. He goes, guys, change of plans. We're going to Prague because they upgraded us. So I'm not saying no to an upgrade. Nick Fury hijacks Peter's vacation. Yes. What a dick. Well, at least he gave them a nice ride also. He did. He gave him a really sick bus to ride in being driven driven by, uh, what's his name, Sergei? Yeah, Sergei. And, um... During that guy this, looks like a bad guy. I'm surprised he was not a bad guy. He looks like, don't get me wrong, he looks like Jason Manzukis' evil twin. <laughs> Why didn't they hire Jason Manzukis for this? Why didn't they hire Jason Manzukis? So many missed opportunities! Imagine Jason Manzukis as J.B. Smooth's character. Oh my god, Jonas, stop printing money from your mouth. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I imagine uh, as a as an academic, I'm going to say it's witches. I'm going to just go on a limb here. I'm pretty sure it's witches, guys. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. But before this happens, Fury does do some. Uh, yeah, he gives Peter something that Tony left for him. Mm. He gives Peter Tony's glasses. Yeah. And uh, Peter finds out that um, after they're on their way to Prague, he finds out that, you know, these might not just be regular glasses because, you know, Tony left a little note for him in there. And it says, uh, you know, for the next Iron Man, um, I don't remember what the whole note said, but uh, just uh, say the try, word. Try these, uh, try these on for the next Iron Man. Oh, I know. Hold on. I trust you. I don't know, something like that. Something about trust, I think. Yeah, and uh, just to say Edith. 
Yeah. Peter says, Which, Edith. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. And it turns on, and basically Edith stands for... In death, I'm the hero. Even dead, I'm the hero. Even dead? I thought, oh yeah, in starts with an I. Yeah. I can't spell, I'm illiterate. Um, <laughs> Even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah. Tony just being Tony, even even though he's fucking a corpse now. Um, but and it basically Peter's just he, like starts laughing. He's like, of course it is. Good old Tony. Good old Mr. Stark. And little did Peter know, he uh, got access to uh, Iron Man's entire Earth defense system that he had just floating around. Basically. Bunch of satellites that shoot out a bunch of drones. Uh, and as you know, as guys, test- guys, this isn't this isn't like one or two drones. This is many, many thousands of drones. Thousands, hundreds of How- thousands, maybe we don't know. And I'm we- gonna say they're like five feet wide, three feet tall. Machine guns, rockets on the bitches, like. These thing, this is some heavy duty shit yeah. to put in the hand of a teenager, but yeah, he got it. And uh, while they're on the bus, Peter is looking up information on everybody in the bus, not on purpose, but he's just yeah. seeing what everyone's doing. And he sees that Brad is like texting MJ. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, he sees that one of his teachers looking up witches and all sorts of shit. Um. Great and beat coming up right here. Ned and Betty. What were they looking up? They they were texting each other. I, I miss you. Oh Oh, it was so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Have I was you, honest. We've both thing, been in relationships before. Yeah. Have you ever done that with someone that you were? Fuck in a no. Yes. Okay. Fuck no. Sure. The one yeah. thing that would have made Me that neither. way funnier, uh-huh. the one thing that would have made that way funnier is if you see Betty's screen and she's just typing every different type of heart emoji in her phone over and over oh, again God. in hard eyes. And I would have thrown up in my mouth and laughed at the same time. Um, But yeah, that was, <laughs> God, their whole relationship as a subplot to this story was the only way that they could have done it because Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um but yeah, they ended up stopping in uh, just just as like a rest stop. It wasn't yeah, really little, anything. Little rest stop town. Sergey pretty much tells Peter go in the fucking back room. Go yeah. in there with the lady. Goes in there. It's a lady. She tells Peter, "Fucking get your clothes off right now." Yeah. And he's like, "What? Just get your clothes off? I haven't you you because he his whole thing was he can't be a part Spider-Man. of their mission. He can't be sp- because." He only had a Spider-Man suit, he, and people would recognize that he's Spider-Man. If people saw him as Spider-Man, his classmates would put two and two together and figure out that he is Spider-Man. Yeah. It's whole logic. Um, So they made him a new suit, pretty mm-hmm. much saying, you ain't got no choice. You're going to be a part of this shit. Make him a new suit. He's stripping down to try the clothes on, and in walks Brad. Oh, and Brad the hunk is like, oh, well, this is fucked up. And takes a picture, click, walks out, and of course Peter's just like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And he goes, look, Peter, I know you, I know you like MJ. I like MJ too. 
So I can't let her find out about I can I have to let her find out about this because I want to win this situation. It's not and about her safety. It's like he wants to win. Brad reveals himself to be say it with me, Jonas, a piece a douche. of shit. shit. Same words. A same thing. Yeah. Douchebag, piece of shit, asshole. A man, basically. He's being a man. <laughs> um but to be to to be fair, he do, he does walk in on Peter with this attractive blonde woman with yeah. his pants down. Yeah. In a back room where there is no one. Mm, it's, it looks mysterious. It Why are you taking pictures of it and going to show it to people, Brad? Exactly, Brad. You weird. Yeah. You going to phone jail was out. in the future. Your your phone was out, Brad. No, he pulls the phone out and he's like It was fast. Really fast. Dude, dude, I, I don't know about you guys, but it takes me at least 10 seconds for me to pull up my, fa- my camera. And even then, I still have to wait another second or two to pull the camera to actually start being active. See, I have an iPhone 10, so I can just click the thing on the front screen and get it going. Rex, just, just agree with me, please. Strong flex. I know. Just agree with me. I'm going to come I'm agreeing up. with you, Jonas, but I'm, I'm <laughs> flexing at the same time. I'm like, Jonas, it takes him a while. But me, with this latest technology, it takes me a couple seconds less than Jonas. A couple Brad seconds just, less. Brad just had the camera ready, though. He was like, it was. he's probably taking pictures of his dick in the bathroom to send to MJ. Probably. Probably. I can see that. I can see that happening because he after that shit, I was like, he he's probably a dick picker. Unsolicited also, dick picker. I mean, he wears cargo shorts that are camouflage. Of course he takes di- pictures of his dick. Those are the only kind of people who wear cargo shorts that are camouflage. Cargo yeah. shorts are sacred. When you make them invisible, what is the fucking point? Therefore, if you're wearing camouflage cargo shorts, you are a devil. Not even the king of cargos and jorts, John Cena, does that. Really? He doesn't wear any camo? He does not wear camo cargo. Hey. He has respect for the military. I respect John Cena so much now. Shout out to John Cena. So much more than I have ever respected John Cena. You know what? We need to fan cast him in something. Well, he is going to be in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I mean... I'm talking about superhero wise. He needs to be. He needs to be a hero. I mean, he's my hero. My hero. But you Academia. know who would also be my hero? <laughs> uh, All Might. <laughs> Yo, John Cena's All Might would be fucking. <laughs> I could see that actually. Oh, um, okay. Uh, you know who would be my hero if they wore cargo shorts? Who? Megan. Hey Meg. Hey, cosmonaut Meg. Megan. Stop being the worst and be the best. Put on those shorts. That Put we on spent those cargos. Money on. Put on those cargos that we sent to you. Put all the things that you have on your person in your pockets. It'll Guess save what? you. You won't need a you won't need a purse. You won't need a wallet. Well, you'll need a wallet to put, but you can put the, that wallet into one of your po- uh, pockets in your cargo shorts. Not only that, you can have multiple wallets. Put them in various pockets and have different wallets with different things inside of them, and grab them for different times. You never know. This is what I would do if I had cargo shorts on right now. I would have a portable charger in one pocket, mm. and then t- plugged into my phone, which would be in another pocket. Mm. 
And Smart. I have so many choice, so many pockets to put my phone in. It doesn't have to be above it. It could be across from it. It could be diagonal from it. Yeah. I have choices. You know what I mean? Like if I had cargo shorts, me personally, I like mm-hmm. to keep my phone, my keys, and my wallet in separate areas of my body. So mm-hmm. I will put keys in one pocket. I will put phone in another pocket that is easily reachable with the hand that I dominate with. Then I'm going to take the wallet. The wallet I will not need to pull out regularly, so I'm going to put it in the furthest pocket, which is probably on the left side at the bottom. But Mm. I'm also going to have a pocket strictly for snacks because you never know when you need a snack. You never know. You never know. And the portable charger? Good idea. What if my phone's dying? Put the portable charger and phone, same pockets, let the phone charge. That's a really good idea, Jonas. Also, you know what, Rex? You have you have two more pockets in the back, just in case. Just in case. I need them. Is that noise for me or you? I think it's for me. Which one? Did you hear that popping noise? I have popping noise. It sounded like a gunshot. I'm gonna. It's probably me then. No, it's no, it's coming from my end. I think it's a. I don't know if it's a gunshot or if somebody's car is backfiring. Um, is it uh is it a g- 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 ghost? No, it's not a ghost, Jonas. Jesus I had to ask. I had to ask. The ghost uh, of somebody ready to pop a cap in someone's ass, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um. Anyways, um, we arrive in Prague. Uh, Peter is part of the mission. They are now at a fancier hotel. Uh, everyone gets their nice own room, mm-hmm. uh, and they are uh, the best way that they could keep them safe is by putting them in an opera. You know what? Say it again. You broke up a little. Op- they're putting them in the opera to keep all yes, the kids safe. Then initially they were going to go to the Festival of Lights, mm-hmm. but that's outside. So they were like. Mm. Keep my friends safe. Tickets to the opera with a debt. It was empty as fucking there. Yeah, it was because the carnival's happening. Yeah, who the fuck wants to go to the opera when there's literally a party going on outside? Yeah. Um, but as they're going in, Ned and Betty are sitting together. Brad, the bitch, saves a seat for MJ, but MJ is saving a seat for Peter. Hell yeah, she wants that fucking Peter. No, don't say it. They're teenagers. Uh, she thinks he's swell. She wants Neat. Peter Tingle. She wants. Oh, damn it, Jones. Maybe she does. We don't know yet. Um. <laughs> um. No, you could tell. Like her, the way she was talking was also like "I like you" kind of. Yeah, the, she was like the way she was hey, conveying I'll- it. Yeah, she was like, hey, you want to go half on some binoculars? And he was like, sure, we can do that. And then he's like, hey, I got to go possibly die, Ned. Can you tell MJ I got sick? Yeah. And, um, then, and then he breaks you know out. What I, you know what I really hoped? Uh, there's like, there's parts. Uh, I love Ned as a character. I really wanted him to be like, okay, be safe. I love you. And just like hug his best friend. I thought I I always want sweet moments like that, but they'll never do it because they're fucking scared of like men relationships like that. Fucking cowards. Peter suits up, gets to the carnival to look out for the elemental because the way that they're finding these elementals is because they're hitting the exact points that hit in Quinton Beck's Earth. And um, when uh, they when they do hit those points, uh, a uh, 
a pulse starts to emanate from that exact area. So they're keeping a lookout for that using their special forces technology or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Peter is doing this because he believes that his friends are safe inside of a building. But little does he know when he left, Michelle or MJ followed him. Mm -hmm. Not only about this. Yeah, she doesn't fuck with the opera. She wants to go have fun. She thinks Peter's about to go have fun. Or she's just... She, she's Maybe she just wants to know what the fuck he's doing. And not only does I mean, she follow them... She but, was looking for him. Yeah, she was straight up, like, low-key, low-key stalking him. Just a little yeah, bit. Just a little um, bit. But not only um, does she leave, Ned and Betty go, too, because they're like, fuck the opera. Yeah, Betty's like, oh, is she going to the carnival? We're going with the carnival. Come on, let's go. The funny thing is Brad doesn't go. Brad does not go. He's yeah. a goody two-shoes. He's, He's a, a goody, goody two-shoes. But also, also a, a dick. bitch. Like, <laughs> main thing, goody two-shoes, bitch, but, overall. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, they go out into the carnival. Michelle is literally running around looking for Peter. Peter is on fucking some solid snake splinter cell shit running around in his slick black spy costume looking cool as fuck looking dope as hell um also ned and and uh betty are walking around ned is physically like i don't like this let's go let's go back to the, let's go back to the opera i don't i don't like big crowds and she's like oh well i got a great idea let's go on this ferris wheel Fucking Betty, this bitch. I'm like, damn, Betty, take a hint, baby. Yeah. Go inside. Also, at this carnival, they're the only ones on this Ferris wheel. Did you notice that? They were. Or were they? They were. Um, they were. <laughs> I was like, weren't they? Um, but yeah, so there is a spike reading pulse, and we fi- uh, the fire elemental comes out of the ground. Uh, next to MJ, MJ goes into hiding. Luckily, um, Betty and uh Ned are stuck on the Ferris wheel, and Mysterio comes out of nowhere to help fight this monster, and Peter's there to help too. Oh yeah. Um, go ahead. I don't have anything really to say. Okay. Uh, but they, it it does look very dire at at certain yeah. points because the the whole thing was. Uh, Bed and Nettie, or Bed and Nettie, Ned and Betty are on the Ferris wheel. Peter wants to protect them. At the same time, they have to keep this motherfucker away from the Ferris wheel because if Mm -hmm. he absorbs it, he's going to get too big and too Mm -hmm. strong. So Peter comes up with the idea of, okay, well, we got to hit it with something that it can't absorb. Why not hit it with rocks? It didn't make sense to me. I thought because it's fire, it's molten, almost a molten man. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, I thought it would absorb wax, too, but I guess it needs strictly metal. So, yeah, yeah, it was whatever. Um, There was a a good moment where Betty was like, isn't that Spider-Man? And Ned goes, no, I I heard about him. I read about him earlier. He's the European bootleg version. His name is Night Monkey. And, of course, I would have played. I knew it was going to play into a Spider-Monkey joke at some point. It was coming. It was that joke. I'm just going to say it now, Jonas. That joke was the joke equivalent of Thanos. It's not. It, it was inevitable. Oh, nice. <laughs> Callbacks. Um, 
Uh, spoilers, am I right, guys? Spoilers for in-game, you guys. Um, so they do they do a lot of fighting, and uh, little little thing happens where Peter's trying to save the save uh Ned and Betty. He hits something, and it knocks his web off, and it knocks something loose, something invisible. Now, this scene happened. I almost pissed my pants because I thought it was something else. What'd you think it was? I thought it was chameleon. Oh. I got real fucking excited. I was like, oh my God, is that chameleon? Please tell me it's chameleon. Oh my God. <sighs> fucking God. I it mean, wasn't chameleon. Who knows? We'll, we'll talk about it more. We'll talk we'll about talk more. About but, um, so we get, uh, Ned, uh, Ned and, uh, Betty are still on the Ferris wheel. Sp- Spider-Man saves them. Beck is like, I got to do the one thing I, uh, to, that I should have done from the beginning. And he goes inside, uh, the fire elemental and blows it up essentially mm-hmm. and leaves him in a smoking kind of, uh, charred state. Uh, and he ends up being alive. And you kind of like think, oh, is he going to die from doing this? Because he said that he should have done this from the beginning. Well, he should have done it at the beginning of all of these monsters because he didn't. He survived. And Peter freaks out because like he was kind of having like Peter. Kind of, he has PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. And uh, for, he has major PTSD for a 17 year old. I want to say he is 16, 17. Yeah. And he's. He literally has flashbacks of Tony. Not, not, well, we don't see it happening, but like he's, it, it reminds him too much of Tony. He starts freaking out a little bit. But luckily, Quentin comes out okay. He doesn't die, even though it definitely looked like he was sacrificing himself. Yeah. Even down to the line, I should have did this on my planet or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I was just like, okay, I thought he would have been dead, and then I knew, uh, and then it just confirmed what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, shit, what the fuck is going so, on? So after that, they go grab a drink. Basically, just Beck gets a beer, and Peter's drinking soda at a and bar. They're and they're in Prague. About, they're in Prague, so they're talking about the things that you know what what Peter's going through and what he wants to do, and in. In, like, with the conversation, it makes sense. Like, yeah, Peter, live your life. You're also a kid. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't You shouldn't have all this greatness thrusted upon you because it's too much for you right now. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Does. Am I wrong? It makes sense because he, he was a kid. He just, he really just wanted to enjoy a summer vacation and it got ripped away from him. Yeah. Um, and... Eventually, Peter, while talking to Quentin, he comes to the conclusion that maybe he isn't supposed to have Edith. Maybe Tony didn't give it to him to have. Maybe he gave it to him because he trusts him to find the next Iron Man. Yeah. And Peter comes to decision very quickly that maybe that guy should be Quentin. Yeah. So Peter gives Quentin the glasses or offers them to him. Quentin initially is like, no, no, I can't. I can't do that. And then no, Tony gave that to you. 
you keep it. Don't give it to you. And Peter's like, no, you take it. You, the world needs an Iron Man. You, that should be you. You be Iron Man. You do it. And Quentin's like, well, okay, I guess. <laughs> well, you're twisting my arm, dude. I you're really putting me in a corner here, Peter. Like, I don't know. And he really, like, sells it with, the, like, hey, I'm your buddy, dude. <laughs> when uh, when Peter's like, I don't know, kiss her on the Eiffel Tower. He goes, ooh, <laughs> You kiss her Eiffel Tower? <laughs> That's something only bros do. So he's a bro. And then he pulls a total Tony moment where he's like, You think that I can pull this off? And he was like, eh, I don't know. You're like 50% awkward. You might not. Who knows? Yeah. He gives him a little bit of shit. He gives him the, old, the start quips. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it. I mean, he kind of, I'm, I'm sure he does like Peter as a person. He has nothing mm. against Peter. He just has something against Tony and wants to. He wants to be an, an, the next hero, but he's doing it in the horrible, most horrible way. In a very horrible and manipulative way. Because yeah. after Peter gives him those glasses and leaves that bar, we start to see some of the patrons in the bar disappear. Oh, Rex, did another snap happen? Is this no. another blip? It wasn't a blip because this was a very different kind of disappearing here, Jonas. Was it? Yeah, because when they disappeared during the snap, they dusted away. But this one, it looked more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word, Jonas? What's the word? Pixels? Pixels? No, not pixels. It starts starts with an H. Starts with an an H. H. An H, Jonas. The H word. Uh, What is it? Holograms. Holograms. They look like holograms. These people disappear because we find out that that entire bar scene was set up by Quentin Mysterio Beck. We find out that not only is Quentin Beck not from another reality, he's very much from that earth. Mm -hmm. Not only is he from that earth, he is a former employee of Stark Enterprises. And not only is he a former employee of Stark Enterprises, he's the gentleman that created the hologram uh, hologram scene, basically, from Civil War. Yeah, the one that Tony said that could be used as a uh, therapy type of mechanism, maybe. Yeah. Um, that he lovingly named... Barf. Barf. And that's that's Quentin's main gripe with this is that he turned he he called his thing barf his uh his invention barf I get it it's a horrible name but you still have a great invention yeah but Tony the his other main gripe was that Tony Quentin believed that that invention could be used for much more than what Tony wanted it to be used for. Yeah, and he believed that Tony was belittling him and did not uh, respect him as a person for how he treated the thing that he created for him, and that Tony was basically uh, basically a leech who took the ideas of other people and pawned them off as his own to the to a grander stage, mm-hmm. and that was his whole beef. And we find out that not only is it Quentin, it's a lot of people. Oh, it's um. It's at least 20 people minimum. 
all former stock employees. Yeah. All one inclu- including one from the original movie uh who was working with Obadiah Stane for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And who there was I think he was the only one that was referenced for another movie, right? I think so. Others were placed into those movies. But he yeah. he was the main one that was just yeah. he was the guy from who the maybe he's chameleon. Maybe or or maybe the guy with the really tall, lanky dude. I felt like he could be a chameleon because he was also because he picked up the kids in the bus and he was like doing the acting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was my theory. That's my theory right there for that. Hey, Marvel loves its callbacks, baby. We never know. Never know. Hey, Marvel, you can keep that idea if you hire me and Rex to cast your next movie hey it's we're literally printing you money right now marvel like come on we, we just put jason manzoukas in every role we put jason manzoukas in hannibal burris and steve buscemi in all the roles it'll be a better universe for it I it promise. will be um oh here we go i got it hannibal burris as flash gordon jason oh. manzoukas as uh what's his name the, the guy, no, the guy in purple with the skulls. Super, not superhero. Um, he had a movie about him. Uh, Billy Zane played him. Oh, the Phantom. The Phantom. Jason Manzoukas is the Phantom, and Steve Buscemi as another defender of Earth. I forgot. Oh, I know you, you. Did you say Flash Gordon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hannibal Buress, Flash Gordon, Jason Manzoukas. As a phantom. Steve Buscemi as Mandrake the Magician. Yes. They are. Make make that movie. Give us Defenders of the Earth, damn it. Give us that. (laughs) I I would want I want that so much. Oh dude. Just give us what we want. Give it give it to us, please. Give it to us now. Um Uh But yeah. Where where were we? Uh, Quentin gets oh. the glasses, reveals that he's actually a sack of shit like we always knew he was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, God, what did happen next after this? P- Peter goes back to the hotel, asks uh, MJ out. Oh, yeah, and they, uh, you know, they go for a walk. And Which Peter... Was it was so cute. It was, it was adorable. Because we come to find out that, um, MJ, uh might like peter a little more than he thought she did maybe or you know might like him as much as he thought she did um and they're going on a walk he's about to give her the black dahlia that he had made for her in uh italy and he's just he's beating around the bush a little bit too much so she beats him to the punch and he's like hey uh there's something that i wanted to tell you and it's that and she's like you're spider-man he's like what and he's like, what, what do you mean? He's like, you're Spider-Man, you know? Like, I, I I didn't get it before, but then, like, Washington, you disappeared. He showed up. Now this night monkey guy is running around out here, and you're gone. Mm. He shows up, and, you're, and he's gone, and you're back here. Like, you're Spider-Man. Like, you're, just, you're Spider-Man. He's That's like, fine. You're a hero, and I, I, I get it. I'm not Spider-Man. He's if, denying if so- it. If, Rex, if someone guessed you were Spider-Man, would you would you have been like, 
How'd you know? Kind of thing. Or would you deny it for a little bit? I'd be, I'd deny it for sure. Like, I'd be like, what? How? How? How'd you come to that conclusion? Because yeah. I'm curious, because I'm confused about all of this, really. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but She's she. Like, well, you're wearing Spider Man's outfit underneath your clothes right now. He's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And they're about to, like, leave. What? No, what are they doing? She, no. what? She, he goes, um, well, she goes, I, I saw you at the carnival. Here, I found this. And it, uh, because Spider, you and Spider-Man, uh, how is it the Night Monkey and Spider-Man use the same webbing? And she pulls out this holographic thing, and it reveals, um, a cyclone monster being fought by Mysterio, and that's when Peter realizes, oh, I fucked up. Real bad. Real, real bad. Because uh, Mysterio is not who he seems. He's uh, he's actually the guy that's causing all this trouble. So yeah. I gotta go do something about it. During this time, uh, Quentin Beck is preparing for his next battle. Um, all the elementals are dead, but this one it makes it seem like they all combine together. And become, form one giant super monster, and yeah. he wants it to be a giant destruction. And even like his his crew is just like there will be a lot of casualties, dude. He goes, if I'm gonna be an Avenger, I need Avenger level dis- uh, like catastrophes. So this needs to happen. This plan and, of his is very Pimian. Mm-hmm. Like he's taking a page out of og pim hank pim's book right here mm-hmm. but yeah like comic the, book pim yeah when he created the reason he created ultron ultron yeah. was you know f- to make a villain that the avengers couldn't defeat but he could so that they would realize it like he was important and they needed him on the team yeah. which caused him to uh smack janet and be an abuser yeah. that's that's the uh that's the ant-man people don't know much about <laughs> yeah um but you know there's ant-man didn't need to do that he also defeated the avengers himself yeah he didn't he wasn't even supposed to do all that apparently like i think there was like a miscommunication between the writer and the illustrator oh, and he sure. wasn't supposed to smack janet like he was supposed to accidentally knock her over Mm. but they got confused and they were like oh he smacks janet smack abuser forever so yeah damn sorry hank pim rip to your um to your character uh so during this time beck is 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 practicing and then he notices that one of his um his drones suit drones is broken Finds out, and then the guy is basically like, "Oh, that's okay. It'll work fine." He and Beck has a really good point. Like, no, this is equipment that has that could lead people back to us, and we could get caught. Mm-hmm. You idiot! So Beck finds out using Edith, like where his equipment is. Finds out Peter has it, and his friends know who it, know about it, and it just becomes the whole thing that way, and. Peter decides to go to Belgium to find Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And we get uh, just a one of the best one of the best scenes I've ever seen with a character like this. So Mysterio is a character that works so well in animation because of what he can do. Mm-hmm. 
that the live action version that we saw was amazing to me. So essentially Peter gets to Belgium, uh, Belgium and like hangs out, uh, like tries to tell Nick Fury what's going on, but he finds out, Oh, uh, Beck is there already. And Beck turns his world upside down. Like, this scene was amazing. I don't know how to explain. Okay, remember? Have you ever played Batman: Arkham Asylum? Yes. Remember when Scarecrow's fucking with Batman? Yeah. That was shit. The the truest Mysterio, and they did made my dick yeah. hard. It was a great. I loved it. Um, the fucking shit that he does is so scumbaggy. On so many levels, like he's got hundreds of drones, thousands at this point, and he's using them in the smartest way possible to where he I don't even think he's in the building and he's doing this shit to Peter and he's watching everything. They were in a building at one point because he does punch a pillar. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, like, I don't think Mysterio's in the building. I know Peter's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mysterio's not in the building. But he's causing Peter to lose his fucking mind. Like, he conjures up a fucking, like, hologram of a corpse of Tony Stark at one point. He's got a bunch of Spider-Mans jumping on Peter and shit. Like, it's crazy. And he even goes as far as, like, once Peter is out of the building, he's falling out. And uh, Beck walks up to him like he's gonna, like, finish him off. Beck gets shot. Yeah. And Peter's by like, Nick Fury. By Nick fucking Fury. Nick, Peter's like, oh shit. Thanks, Fury. And Fury's um, like, he, who, his men are after whoever you told. So you had to tell me who you told specifically. And Peter, of course, believing it. Uh, I told these people and maybe Ned told his girlfriend. Uh, and that's when Nick Fury's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're so gullible, dude. And it turns out to be Beck. And I was like, this is good. This is good. This is too good. This is amazing. The way that they set up um, Mysterio suit-wise was great. It's basically just tracking markers for a hologram version of him. And I was like, this is so good. This is so good. Super fucking smart. And you still get the the fishbowl. You still get the fucking fishbowl. And then Mysterio starts to back Peter up even more and Peter gets hit by a fucking train. He gets hit by a train. But he survives. Hmm? He he survives. He does. Somehow, Spider-Man's durable as fuck. He survives getting hit by a speeding train. But, god damn. Um, And uh, after he gets hit by a train, he somehow, he manages to get onto the train. He, he, He just... Pat and he passes out in and he wakes up in the Netherlands. Yeah. Where everyone's really nice. Super and they nice. really are. They are really nice. To the point where he breaks out and then the people that are in jail with him mm-hmm. close the door because that's wrong. Yeah, they don't want to be criminals who escape jail. They're just gonna stay in jail. Yeah. And he sees the fucking guard like walking around with his mask on and even mention night monkey like i have the night monkey yeah i'm the night monkey he's in here i got him (laughs) um and peter walks out sees a guy he's like hey do you have a phone he's like yeah here guy just gives him his phone yeah 
Everyone's so nice here. <laughs> like, doesn't care about uh, roaming charges or anything, I guess. No, roaming charges doesn't care about this limping stranger wearing all black walking up to him. Well, he wasn't wearing all black anymore. He had a jersey on. Um, yes. But, like, and then Peter calls happy. Yeah. Because the only um, person he could trust. And that's a really that's a really good scene right there where he was like, stop right there. Is this real? Tell me something I don't know. And then, like, he hugs Happy after he reveal, uh, Happy realizes who he is. Um, We're not going to skip over this gag because it's okay. hilarious to me. Okay, go ahead. He's like, all right, uh, when we were in Germany, you know, for Civil War, um, the hotel you were staying in, like, I was looking at the stuff that you had ordered on the TV, and it was way more expensive, and it was the price of, you know, the dirty movies and he was like okay okay it's you okay all right okay fuck yeah but like i said there's a really good moment there where peter hugs happy because like in their first in the first movie happy and him are kind of like at odds with each other happy doesn't really want to hang out with him and stuff Mm -hmm. or talk to him but at this point at this point he's like you know i lost my best friend your mentor and this, this is something that they talk about on the airplane after he's trying to you know, fix Peter up. And Peter's like, no, I fucked up. I know I did. All right. I can't do this. I'm not, I'm not Tony. He's like, of course you're not Tony. Tony, you're, you're you. Tony's always made mistakes. He always second guessed himself, but he knew you and he knew you were a good kid and that you would do what was best. So what are you going to do now? And I think that this scene is super important for the entire movie because the entire time that Peter has been back in New York and back in school and being Spider-Man. He's had this pressure every day constantly mounting on him, being thrown onto his shoulders bit by bit by bit by bit. You're the next Tony Stark. You're the next Avenger. You're you're going to be the next big hero. You're the guy. This is about you. And it's symbolism because of the phases. Like, the Infinity Saga is over. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is heralding this next phase in. There's a bunch of pressure mounting on him to live up to everything that came before him. Spider-Man, Iron Man, Cap, Thor, everyone. Everyone who's gone. The pressure is on him to herald and to usher in this new era of Marvel movies. But the fact that Happy takes the time out to tell him, like, hey, you're not the next Iron Man. You're you. Mm-hmm. You can't live up to Tony. Tony can't live, couldn't live up to Tony. The fact that he told him that was the shit that Peter needed to hear because mm-hmm. it was killing him. It was killing that kind of pressure is not healthy. You shouldn't pressure kids like that. They don't deserve it. They don't. They deserve to grow their own way to figure out who they are. You putting pressure on them to live up to some unreachable standard is toxic, which is a message that needs to be gotten across to people today. Mm-hmm. Um, but Peter got it. Peter honed it in and he was like, well, I need a suit. And he was like, well, there's some shit back here. That. Yeah. You know, let's take care of it. Go make a fucking suit. And he goes, you know what? You take care of the suit. I'll take care of the music. Back in Black starts playing, a la, a la uh, Tony AC, Stark DC. making his suit, making his suit. So, like, and uh, Peter goes, "Oh, I love Led Zeppelin." That's a good joke. I got that joke. I shouldn't know that yeah. joke, but I got that joke. 
Um, but and he's watching him, and he's it's like he's watching a young Tony Stark make an Iron Man suit right in yeah. front of him. Peter's that was a, that was a good beat right there, also with Happy staring. He's like, I'm like him. Like I, he is the next. He's basically the next Iron Man. He doesn't know it yet. Kind of <sighs> thing. And you really get to see how smart Peter is in this movie. Like unnaturally smart like talking about quantum realms and shit uh, quantum physics and then smart as fuck really really designing his web shooters to different outputs and stuff Mm -hmm. so that it shoots faster shoots better kind of thing Mm. um and basically puts this new suit on it gets this new suit going uh we beck has planned everything for everyone to go to london um, so he tell like a uh, fury and Maria Hill get a, a reading that there's another elemental in, in, uh, in London and fury is just like saying, Hey, uh, just do your thing Beck, We trust you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Peter, um, tells happy the plan that he just, once he, he has to just get close to Beck cause he's just a human and he could just stop him there. Mm. So, oh, was my time to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait. What did you say last? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, um, Peter's on his way to London. He's already put the oh, suit yeah, on, yeah. and he pretty much dives off the fucking plane into a giant monster storm. That's not real. And he he figures out that okay, the only way that I can get an advantage on this is by getting inside of the hologram. So he he manages to get on a drone and into the hologram. And he sees what everything, how everything works, how the holograms are projecting this thing out. He's like, he is... Like, this is a situation where you should be like, what the fuck? But Tito's like, yo, this is so fucking cool. This is the coolest shit in the world. And meanwhile, his classmates are being driven onto uh, the tower london bridge tower bridge london bridge london yeah and uh mysteriously the bus driver stops driving and runs off the bus and leaves them there Mm -hmm. oh no so they're stuck in the middle of this bridge which is the kill zone they are about to die this giant Mm -hmm. storm fire earth monster of rain is about to kill them um but they luckily they get off the bus they run off meanwhile peter is slowly but surely dismantling this hologram from the inside where Beck won't notice him. Um, and then he start, Beck starts to realize, yo, some of my drones are acting weird. Like, what the fuck is going on? Give me visual. And, he and just his, sees, his homeboy is like, no, it's fine. Like, what is with his, his friend, his, his co-worker, his cohort, that's just like, whatever, it's good. Dude, you're still good. I get like, it if- because they think they killed Spider-Man, but... No. Well, no, they didn't because. Wait, no. Yeah, yeah. they did. They, they killed yeah, Spider-Man. They the killed but still, like, oh, we missed a part. Well, also, the things are acting up. Let's let's take a look. Like, be more vigilant in this in this big master plan of your of your bosses. Yeah, that's why Obadiah Stane was yelling at your stupid ass in Iron Man One. You dumb yeah, motherfucker. Fucking idiot. Fucking asshole. That's why you haven't been in fucking 11 movies. 
Fucking dickhead, look at you. You just came back for the first time in years, you stumb bitch. You, look like, you don't even look like you're balding. You look like you just shaved your head like that, bitch. Yeah, you stupid motherfucker. Why you shave your head like that? That shit don't look natural, you dumb fucking dick fuck shit boy. Um, What the fuck was that? Um, Yeah, and... I, us insulting a grown man. <laughs> he's just like, wow, he called me a shit boy. Um, But yeah, Peter's fucking that shit up, and Quentin is about to lose his goddamn mind. Um, meanwhile, they already have drones going after the fucking kids to kill them. Happy shows up with the plane. He's like, all right, guys, I'm gonna get you on the plane. I'm gonna get you the fuck out of here. Um, because Michelle, who knows that Peter's, oh, wow, we forgot to tell you, tell you that Peter confirmed that he's Spider-Man to her. Yeah, no, I thought we confirmed that, but yeah. I forgot. But Peter is like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. She's like, wait, I was only like 65% sure. Are you serious? Yeah. Spider-Man. Um... Also, so in the group, like the group that Happy finds, it's all the people that it's Ned and and uh, MJ and Betty and um, Flash. Mm-hmm. Does does Happy know who knows and who doesn't? I think Peter told him because Peter tells him that he told these people that yeah. you know this happened. Because I'm like. Because they're they're very like they don't say Peter or they they always say Spider Man when they're around each other. Yeah, because so, Flash still doesn't know who Spider Man is. Neither is Betty. Yeah, let's um, let's let's take this part. Let's let's talk about this part with those with those four or five characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the drones is chasing um, uh, Happy and them after he, they destroy their airplane, and uh, Happy tells them to go to the London Tower to go to the vault where they keep the Queen's jewels. Mm-hmm. And you get to see uh, those people that stand outside of uh, outside of Buckingham Palace. The guys... What are those guys called? Uh, I can't the, the guard, the royal guard. Yeah, the know. royal guards, and they, they're, like, using their guns to destroy... They got one drone. I'll say yeah, that. They did. Um, and this other drone is still chasing them, so uh, they hide in the, I want to say the armor room, and they distract the drone enough to where MJ can hit it with a mace, a Morningstar mm-hmm. mace, mm-hmm. and are able to go into the <laughs> vault. And I just remembered that there is one of the funniest parts I, I busted out laughing, and it was... Uh, Happy picks up a shield <laughs> and he throws it at the drone as if it was Captain America and it just falls flat and you just hear him go, how does Cap do that? <laughs> and <laughs> it was so fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Meanwhile, Peter's putting in work on these drones to the point where they pretty much have to reveal that this isn't a fucking giant monster. It's literally just a bunch of drones. Mm. And Peter... Go he he pretty much has like homecoming was his coming out party. This was confirmation that hey, he's the guy now because yeah. the work that he puts in on these fucking drones he gets fucked up. But the work that he puts in on these fucking drones, even though he just got hit by a train not even twenty four hours ago, yeah. is masterful. Fucking like every single movement he makes has a choice. He puts like. He puts down a webbing between two two parts of the bridge, mm-hmm. swings around it, doesn't use it, swings around it, starts kicking some uh, some drones around. Then he dives for it while dragging drones to it to use as a 
like a a bungee cord almost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, this kid thinking ten thousand steps ahead right now. Chestnut checkers. Yep. Um and of course Oh, during this time, also, they're stuck in the vault. Uh, Happy and all of them are revealing secrets about themselves. And you even get to the point where Happy is like, I'm in love with Spider-Man's aunt. <laughs> and then and he's like, oh, I thought we were revealing things. Great moment. Um, but, of course, to every... Sp- with you wouldn't It wouldn't be a Spider-Man movie if there wasn't, like, the lowest point ever for him to come back from. Mm-hmm. Where... You know what they haven't done in this movie? Is, well, I guess they did do it. Where he he like has a missing part of his helmet, his his mask. Yeah, did they do that in Homecoming. Mm 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 mm. Well, no. I don't know. I can't remember. I gotta see Homecoming again. I don't think they did that though. His mask was pretty him. intact for most of the movie. He just takes yeah. his mask off all the time. Okay. Um, I think they did a reflection though. They did do a reflection. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um. So. That that was just a, you get this beater, you get this beat down Spider Man, no more webs, just his smarts, and Peter, in strength. strength. Peter does like he does some planning. He makes a homemade bomb, basically throws it up at the drones that are protecting Beck, and they shoot at this bomb. It explodes, destroys all the drones protecting him. He uses another drone that's firing off pulses and uses that pulse to push him up towards Beck to get to Beck. Mm. And I'll let you get this part, Rex, because this is also another amazing part. Fucking Peter. Mysterio. Fucking Peter. Okay. This motherfucker had a daredevil hallway scene with a bunch of drones straight up. He is just going fucking ape shit, walking down this hallway, trying to get to Beck. Beating the fuck out of these drones, blowing them up, using each other, using the drones against one another, all this shit. Finally, he's starting to get close to Beck, and what does he do? Does he punch him or he kick him? Can't remember. Well, Beck is like, "Why aren't these drones next to me firing?" And then oh, even yeah, Edith yeah, is yeah. like, "Edith is like, these they're too close to you, you fucking idiot." And she's like, and "He's like, fire all the drones now," and uh, they basically shoot Beck. Is while trying to shoot Peter, and uh, he f- falls to the ground. He's laying there. He's dying, and he's trying to give this last villain speech, trying to lull Peter in, pretty much. But Peter's spider tingle kicks in, and he's not falling for Beck's bullshit anymore, because all of a sudden you just see Peter's hand goes up, and he grabs something, and you hear a gunshot. The Beck that was laying on the ground was a fucking hologram. Mm-hmm. Quentin Beck was beside him the whole time about to sneak up and shoot him in the fucking dome. Peter wasn't playing that shit. Nope. And then... Wait, what happened? Then the, something exploded and Beck died? No, Beck just died from the from the gunshot wound because he did get shot, for real. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's um, laying there pretty much dead on the and floor. And he, he, did a, he did a line. He said a line that... Uh, I was mentioning earlier, which was great, was like anyone will believe anything, especially today, like in these days. Mm. And it's true. Like you could easily be like, oh, that because of the snap. A person could be like, I did finish my homework, but it it got snapped away. No, it didn't. Well, you can't prove that. 
my mom got snapped when I finished my homework and I was just emotionally distraught. I'm sorry. My mom's dead. She got she was in the snap. I'll never see her again. Your mom's right there. No, that's not her. That's my that's my mom's sister. They look they're yeah. twins. They're twins. They're twins. Um so Beck essentially dies because he is shot in the abdomen by one of the drones. Mm-hmm. Uh Peter turns off all the other drones with Edith. Um saving the day. Mm-hmm. MJ uh runs out of the vault to go greet Peter and she says, "Hey, I I really I I didn't I didn't stalk you because I thought you were Spider-Man. I stalked you because I liked you." Yeah. And they just give each other the weirdest peck kisses ever I've ever seen. But then they really kiss. Yeah, then they really kiss. But at at the same time, I was like, that's it? That's the only kiss they're going to give each other? And then they started kissing. I was like, okay, there we go. Yeah. But they they make (laughs) it out alive. Let me see those teenagers kiss. Am I right, guys? No. Yeah. Uh, I'm grossed. Uh, Um, But yeah, they make it through. They're on their way out. They're heading back home because basically they've been living through one giant terrorist attack after another. And these mm-hmm. interdimensional monsters. Um, and uh, we see Fury. He's, um, he, he, for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm reading something. Hold on. But yeah, uh, for some reason, he keeps adjusting his eye patch. He's, he's done it a few times throughout the movie. It's a little weird. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but yeah. Uh, they finally they're heading back to America because their trip's pretty much over. They got fucked over by all this shit. Um, they get back. Everyone's there to greet them. His aunt's there. She's like, "Yeah, you glad I packed the suit, aren't you?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess." You know, fuck that. Um, and then um, basically, uh, Fury was also like, "So where's the kid? I need to talk to him." And Happy was like, uh, "No, he's he's with his girl." And uh, he's like, okay, oh, okay, okay. Like the most weird, weirdest Nick Fury kind of talking ever. He's like, okay, I see. All right, well, you tell him to call me. And I was like, that's not Nick Fury. Doesn't do that. He just shows up. That's Nick Fury. Yeah, that's when you know something's weird going on with Fury. Uh, Also, we got to mention when they got back, uh, MJ and and Peter holding hands. Betty Mm. and and Ned notice that it's very cute and then peter's like hey we should go on a double date and they broke like, up no nah, we broke up but yeah okay. yeah ned and, ned and betty broke up on the way back to america and it's like an amicable breakup too weirdly like, enough for teenagers yeah because she's always she like she's like you're so smart and wise and goes, thank you and then walks off it's just like oh. y'all, y'all's relationship is super fucking weird but okay <laughs> Yeah. Uh, imagine that they just fucked on that vacation. And um, I was like, that's it. Not thinking about it. Grosses me out a little bit. But uh yeah, the movie's about to close out, but before they do, uh you know, Peter sits happy and his aunt down and he's like, So what the fuck is going on with you guys? Yeah. And they have and, two different answers. Yeah. So basically happy is he likes Aunt May. Aunt May is like, oh, it's just a fling. Just a <laughs> summer what? fling. 
I mean, at least you did give them a chance. Like, they did do stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And Peter runs off because he has a date. He has a date, date with MJ. And he finds her. He goes on a swing. He's taking selfies while he's doing it. And he takes MJ on a good old swing through the city while she's holding on for dear life. And about Very scared. Super scared. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I might be scared. Well, I'm scared of heights, so I, I would honestly be scared. Oh, yeah. You, you'd piss yourself. I feel like I would probably... My, I, my stomach would do the thing that it does. When that centrifugal force hits it, no, like you feel like it's flying up on you, you're like, <gasps> you know that feeling. Um, yeah, and then that's where we get the credits, guys. Credits roll. Good credit scene too. It's very nice. Wait, Rex, stop right there. Mm-hmm. There's mid credits. Holy fucking shit! There's a mid credit scene, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm just gonna be real with you, Jonas. This is probably the best post or mid credit scene that I've ever seen <laughs> in my goddamn life. And if you guys listened to our last episode, I brought up a theory that Matt Post had, mm-hmm. and it is correct. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker guessed it correctly. Yeah. Because yeah. Peter... Uh, Rex, gonna, uh, yeah, he, you tell the story. You tell the ending. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Peter, after he's done swinging, he's about to dip out, and a news report comes on. A news report. And he's like, what's going on? And uh, apparently, it is the last message from Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck sent a message out, apparently, very edited, of what happened in London, where it shows him being killed by Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been controlling the drones the entire time. And not only was Spider-Man controlling the drones, he is also Peter Parker. So the world knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker now. But that's not even the most important part of this. Because guess who is delivering this fucking news? It is... J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. I almost nutted in the theater, Jonas. It was going to be disgusting. I had to control myself. I was like, yes! Did you audibly say yes? Yes. People were staring. They were like, who's that? I was like, that's J. Jonah Jameson. So I did watch the movie with my nieces. They're 17 and 16, respectively. Mm-hmm. And um, I think after we watched the movie, I was like, I can't believe they used J.K. Simmons for J. Jonah Jameson. They're like, who? I was like, J. Jonah Jameson at the end. And they're like, isn't that just J.K. Simmons? I was like, yes, but he plays the character J. Jonah Jameson again. Like, this is the second time he's played this character for two different Spider-Man. They're like... Oh, I don't know. And I was like, I'm so fucking upset at you guys. Hey, man, they're 17. They wouldn't know. They were babies when OG Spider-Man They're such fans. Out. They're such fans of Marvel. Hey, that's pre-MCU. You know what? I'm, I'm blaming myself. I yeah, honestly blame myself. You should have showed them. It's your fault, Jim. I should have. I should have shown them. Uh, but... Uh, very, uh, the way that J. Jonas Jameson is, or the way the Daily Bugle is, it's no longer a newspaper, it's more like a blogging, vlogging, vlogging site. It's very Infowarsy. 
Infowarsy. That's the who is it? Alex Jones. Alex That's Jones. The name. Yeah, it was it's, very Alex Jones. It takes a little bit from the Spider-Man video game that came out because that's how it is in the video That's game what too. Matt was saying. Yeah. Um, and it's also very um, uh, ending of Brightburn. <laughs> Same kind of situation. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, so then the rest of the credits roll. But then another scene plays. Wait, what? Yeah, there's another scene, Jonas. You want to tell people what that scene is? Oh, I think I, I think I should, because um, I did see this scene. Uh, it's starting to come back to me. But we get to a, another shot of Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill just chilling in the car, driving. Very calm situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maria goes, "You have to tell him." And he goes, "No, I don't want to tell him." And he goes, well, you have to. Then they start to turn into scrolls. And not just any scrolls. Talos and his wife mm-hmm. um, are Maria Hill and Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And Talos is like very upset because he's someone that didn't fall, that fell for this illusion because him being a scroll that can transform into anybody, it seems kind of embarrassing that he fell for something like that. Mm-hmm. So he calls on the phone, hey, I gave the glasses like you asked me to. Um, so, yeah, just a little thing, a little hiccup. And people keep asking when the Avengers are coming back. So just wondering when you're going to be coming back. And uh, and then the phone hangs up. And it is Nick Fury on the beach. But it is not Nick Fury on the beach. It's actually a hologram as well. Mm-hmm. Nick Fury gets up, stretches around walks out and he is actually on a spaceship with more scrolls in fact a whole fleet of scrolls i would say a whole fleet when and the and the line that nick fury says in the beginning of the movie where he's like what about captain marvel and he says don't invoke her name kind of makes sense yeah because he's scared of fucking captain marvel but why would he be scared aren't they his friend isn't that his friend you can be scared of your friends <laughs> I I am scared. I am scared of BB Tamagotchi. Yeah, she scares the shit out of us. Shout out, shout out to Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. Um, buy Rex and Rachel shirt, please. Buy the shirt. Um, but yeah, and then that's the end of the movie, man. That's the end. That's the end of the movie. No more, no more scenes. No more scenes. No more. We're we promise. Done. Um, but all in all, this was a really great movie. Like. I say this all the time. I talk about this all the time. You never have to do a origin story for certain characters like Superman and Batman and Spider-Man. These are characters that we know already. Like their stories are the same no matter what. Um, So the fact that Homecoming didn't have anything to do with Uncle Ben dying or this one had nothing to mention. The only thing that was Uncle Ben mentioned was his suitcase. Yeah. Because it it said BFB. Um, Also, this is the first time I've ever seen this in a movie. Because you know how you watch like uh, Easter eggs that you missed on this movie and on YouTube and stuff Mm -hmm. and they show you everything. I did see something that I was like, oh, okay, I'm pretty sure this is the comic book that starred Mysterio because mm-hmm. one license of the car- plate. Yeah, license plate say ASM. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's Oof. super obvious right there. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Rex, what do you give this movie? 
Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I agree. Nine out of ten. Nine out of only, ten. Only problem is it should have Hannibal Burris instead of JB Smith. That's why it's not a ten out of ten. Yeah, it'd be ten out of ten if that that, but they didn't do yeah. that, so you know. Uh, what are you enjoying this week, Rex? This week, uh, I've been watching a YouTuber. His name is Eddie Burback. Been watching a lot of his videos lately. I don't know oh, why. Eddie Burback is uh, hilarious. Eddie, yeah. hey, come on the show, man. Yeah, Dude, I, to... there's a there's a YouTube video where he talks about miners and and all that. Yeah. Uh, and he mentions uh, I, doesn't he mention you? No. Oh, he mentions Matt. I know he mentions Matt. Yeah, he mentions a bunch of people. Doesn't mention me. I was, I was, I was expecting him not to because I'm not popular on Vine. Dude, you're hilarious. You're one of my favorites. Hey, it doesn't matter. I wasn't popular on Vine. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh my god, I fell. I can't get up. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, you, you got it. You got it. You got I'm it? good. I'm back. Okay. Um, but Eddie, yeah, come on the show, man. No, come on. The show, uh, you know, man. I'll message him later and see if he wants to get on the show. <laughs> Uh, other than that, uh, I forgot to plug something last week. They games done quick was happening last week, which is a charity where uh, a bunch of speedrunners come and they have a whole week where they just play games and try to beat them really fast. And they do it for uh different charities depending on what time of year it is. I believe this time of year is summer games done quick, so it's for Doctors Without Borders. Um, but uh, go watch the vibes of those. I think you can still donate money, but I'm not sure. Uh, but that was really interesting to watch because watching people beat games and find all these little glitches and backdoors to get to the end of the game quicker is amazing to me. Um, other than that, you know, week's been pretty chill. You know what I mean? Pretty chill week. Stranger Things comes out in two days, and I'm going to be, a, no, a day. Comes out tomorrow. So tomorrow. that's going to be. It does. Fuck. No, yeah. wait. Comes out on the fourth, I thought. Today's the third. Oh. Well, for, yeah, it is now for me as well. Um, yeah, go watch it, guys. Uh, me, I've been, I've been a, a fucking meathead lately, and just been watching a lot of muscle and strength YouTube, and just watching other bodybuilders eat food, mm-hmm. and like what foods they eat and what workouts they do. Um, go check out Muscle and Strength if you guys if you guys are trying to build muscle and trying to figure out what you what you should eat. Chad Jonas learning how to eat food to become Muscle Man Jonas Super Chad Jonas Chad Jonas. That's gonna name. Jonas imagine the my, I imagine I turn my hair blonde. Oh my god, the Chad Jonas start... enters the chat. What's up, guys? You guys been lifting? I just ate a whole steak. About to go do fifty-five reps right now. Oh, Fuck you. Oh, dude, uh, is, you're eating that? Is it your refeed already, dude? Like, Fuck. Well, dude, are you getting your caloric intake, dude? Like, what the fuck? Are you, what the fuck is up, dude? Yo, here's the deal: fucking chicken breast, broccoli. And if you want some fats, fucking scoop of almond butter, all right, dude? Because that's all you need. What kind of seasoning? No seasoning. Seasoning. Fuck is that? There's a, there was one guy that was like, I, I drink. Like I've seen this before, where they drink their pro, they drink their meals now. Gross. But this guy was like, I put my rice and cod in the fucking blender, and he drinks it mm, three nope. times a day. I'm like, nope. Ugh. Not a Ugh. fan. Rob, I Robert De Niro that my face Robert De Niro when that happened. Ugh. Ugh. It's fucking gross. Disgusting. Uh, but um, also watching a lot of Funhouse. Still, I don't. Funhouse is so funny to me. Mm. Um, 
they they came out with a new uh, VR Freddy Friday Nights of Freddy. Oh yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching uh, these guys called uh, Scared Buddies. They're on BuzzFeed multiplayer. They were playing that too. Oh, I need to watch that one. Yeah. Um, that's the the girl and the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're funny. Yeah, they're they're not bad. I just like the the bigger group of the Funhouse guys. I don't know. Um, but that's about it. Um, you guys can find Rex at R E X T E S T A R O S S A. Yeah. At you at at the Twitter and on and Instagram. I'm I was making sure I got it correct that I forgot where I was plugging you. Um, and you can also follow him on TikTok. Uh, check out his TikTokies. They're great times. You can follow Jonas at J O N A S T Y D R A W Z Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We second them sexual hips on Tuesday. You already know what it is. And yeah, you can probably get some market commission from him if you really want to. He's, you know, he, he does it every now and again. He I'm putting up the prices tomorrow. I about think. a boom. Look out for them prices. They're gonna be up by the Look time this prices. podcast is out. But yeah, that's about yeah. it, folks. I, I guess. guess. I don't know. I guess. What I'm else? Just... Yeah, just right. just. End it, Rex. Well, yeah, End it. Jesus Christ. Okay, fine. Um. Hey. Uh. Uh. Thanks everybody for coming. You know, and checking out the universe, joining Gordon Rex and Jonas. We appreciate you. You know, spending your free time hanging out with a couple of nerds talking about nerd shit. Uh, if you heard something today that you agreed with and you thought was cool, you thought was lit, you thought was hot, you know, send us some you know feedback. Give us a review. Send us a DM. Send us a like, comment, any of that stuff. We love the positive, you know, feedback from you guys. We really appreciate it. If you heard something today that you didn't agree with, we need that constructive criticism. So send us a review. Send us an email. You can send us a DM as well. You can comment on our bullshit. Say some stuff. Let us know how you feel because we want to make a better product that every Everybody can enjoy. But you heard some shit today that absolutely positively blew your motherfucking mind. I hope your wig ain't get flipped. Okay, stop that. <laughs> have just finished listening to the universe according to rex and jonas it is created by brian foster and jonas robinette hosted by brian foster and jonas robinette edited by jonas robinette with help by audio producer Kyle.